I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now, take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, and of course, a very warm welcome to our first. Time listeners, now today is part four of decoding your past traumas. And if you have not managed to listen to the previous three episodes, I would recommend you to do so now because、uh, they are in a deliberate sequence. We are using、uh, Alex Howard's model to decode our past traumas, and that is ECHO. E C H O. E represents、uh, the events, the traumatic events, and C is the context of those trauma events. And in last week's episode, we started on H, which is the homeostatic balance. 
Now, towards the end of last week's episode, I mentioned that we can have all kinds of traumas. May it be overt or covert. They can be big events or can be less obvious things, but we normalize them. Unfortunately, we don't just normalize the events; we also normalize to what happens in our nervous system in response to the events. So the homeostatic balance, supposed to be a safe place and stable in our nervous system, moves, so it becomes dysregulated. And I also promised I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Stephen Porges' map, so that you can make sense of what I am talking about. Now, my dear audience, to be honest,、uh, from here on, it can be a little bit technical and scientific for your liking. However, I encourage you to stick with it for a little while,、uh, because to understand your homeostatic balance is vital for your healing and also moving forward and thrive in your life. So, in other words, it's worth it. Dr. Stephen Porges is a professor of psychiatry at the University of North Carolina and the creator of polyvagal theory. The polyvagal theory serves to identify the relationship between our visceral experiences and the vagus nerve's control of our heart, lungs, and digestive tract. Doctor Porges is the one that points out there is a third response, and that is we freeze. That means everything in our system shuts down. Since I'm a big fan of etymology, with the word polyvagus, poly means many, and vagus comes from a Latin word meaning wandering. So, because the vagus nerve wanders from the brain into our organs in the neck, chest, and abdomen, so effectively, the vagus nerve is how our brain connects to the rest of our body. It makes sense, right? It is direct interface of the mind and the body connection, and what happens in our mind. Impacts our nervous system, and also how our nervous system impacts our body, and that in reverse. Think about that. So, my audience, there are two primary paths of our vagus nerve. One is called our ventral vagal, and the other dorsal vagal. Now the ventral vagal responds to cues of safety and supports feelings of being safely engaged and socially connected. In simple terms, it means when we are in a calm, stable state of space. And I refer to that state as being centered, which Dr. Stephen Porges called it, state of safe and social. So, on the other hand, the dorsal vagal responds to cues of extreme danger and takes us out of connection, out of awareness, out of center, and into a protective collapse, into a state of shutdown, 
and that is the freeze state that we just mentioned earlier. Now, please take note, my audience. This is not just a top-down, like we have a thought and it is impacting our body. Similar to the result formula, right? It's top-down. It's also a bottom-up. There can be a threat or perceived threat in our environment, and then that immediately triggers our stress response. And Professor Porges calls this the neuroception. Let me explain. Neuroception is detection without awareness. It's how our body responds to stress before we have been noticed. For instance, it's like changing our environment, and we feel our system is in stress mode. Have you ever walked into a room and that something in that room doesn't feel right, and you noticed a response in yourself, or there's a certain person when you are around them and you notice your whole system changes without any conscious thoughts around it? Well, I'm sure a lot of us have experienced that one way or the other. I find in the work of chronic fatigue syndrome,、um, it seems that as people start to recover and they start to increase their activity, and that's what we call "quote unquote" bouncing the boundaries in recovery from a chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, one of the things that can happen is that they start to get a reaction from their nervous system because their body is trying to protect them from doing too much and from crashing again. But mind you, it's not a conscious process always, but rather it's a nervous system response. Let me give you another example: is when we are around certain people that we don't feel safe, and that alone also activates our nervous system. Therefore, neuroception means that we can be triggered once we have learned these programs and responses. We can be triggered into a maladaptive stress response without even consciously aware of what's happening. Okay, let's tie everything together. There are really three levels of stress response, and they are what Doctor Porges call it: the safe and social, and that is from the ventral vagal state. Number two level is fight or flight. That is the sympathetic. That means deal with the danger. And the third level is freeze from our dorsal vagal nerve, and that means we go into shutdown. Oh, by the way, I have taken the liberty to have this three levels of stress response posted on my website. So feel free to go to、uh, d r b a r b a r a k i a o dot com. And under the menu bar, freebies, click on it, and you will find、uh, the three levels of stress response there. Better yet, I promise I will post、uh, whatever I see appropriate 
relating to decode your past traumas uh, on my website. So just look under freebies. All right. Okay. So how do they show up for trauma? The way it shows up for trauma is our nervous system is shut down, so we think we are not impacted because we are not feeling a lot of emotions or aware of a lot of adrenaline. But it's like a numbness, apathy, a disengagement, a sense of pointlessness. And hopelessness and emptiness in our lives because the system shuts down, and so the homeostatic shift is so extreme that there is a shutdown that happens, almost like、uh, when the computer gets too hot and it just automatically shuts down, and it gets harder and harder and it shuts down to protect itself. All right. Let's get into each of the state a bit more. So, when we are in a state of safe and social, we seek connection. Our ventral vagal nerve will send cues of safety and invitations to come into connection through the signals of tone of voice, facial expression, the tilt of our head, or Body language says to other people that we are safe to them, which means they are more likely to be safe to us, and therefore is in that safe state of mind we are able to build those reciprocal relationships when we are meeting people in safety. We also respond positively to the same in others. We can also sense whether others are safe to approach and signal that we are a friend and not foe. However, when we go into maladaptive stress response, it's that we tend to misread the cues from other people because we are reading them through our lens of dysregulation. So next is the fight or flight. We are primed for action, and our system is literally deciding whether to fight or to run away. Now, our body is pumping adrenaline and cortisol, and in this state, we definitely will misread cues. Neutral faces appear angry because, at this fear state, we project it onto others. That they will appear to be angry, and someone who is in a neutral state, we might experience them as dangerous. One of the echoes of childhood abuse is that because that was our world, my audience, we see the world as our abuser. We see other people as a constant threat, i.e., fear of others. We see our environment as a threat, and so although we may no longer be at a dangerous environment, through this process of neuroception, we are creating that for ourselves in our life now until we learn to change that. And of course, that is the whole point of my podcast: is to help you to learn to change that. Okay, the third state is freeze. 
this is where our reptilian brain is activated, and our system goes into complete shutdown. We dissociate. We feel frozen and numb. Our energy levels can reduce almost like death-like states, and our system stops producing energy for any kind of activity. Now, mind you, there's an inhibition of mobilization at cellular, mitochondrias, and other physiological levels, as well as psychological levels. Now, at this state, our system conserves energy by suppressing our states of fight and flight, and ultimately to switch off maladaptive stress response. We have to get our nervous system back to safe and social. So, in other words, basically to reset our homeostatic balance. In other words, from freeze to comeback state, fight or flight, and back to safe and social, and stay there to be calm. So, to come back into a healing state. Take note, my audience. This is one of the most powerful ways that we heal the echoes of trauma because the events happened, the context, the core emotional needs, right? Boundaries, safety, and love. We need to work to meet those needs for ourselves now as adults. But then. We also have to restrain our nervous system back to a calm, healing state. So now I want you to rate your nervous system. Now take note: this little exercise is far from a perfect science. To do this thoroughly, we'll need more time, and it takes more than one-on-one -on -one conversation as well. But if we are to say from a scale of one to three is safe and social at a healing state, let's say four to seven is a state of fight or flight. It's where we have some adrenaline, some cortisol, some activation in our system, and then eight to ten like a rigid numbness, and in that shutdown, it is extreme. We just feel completely depleted and deficient, and at some point we might even feel as if we are holding on. We are not ready for action, but there's a kind of intensity to that numbness and shutdown. So, I'm curious, my audience, for you to reflect a bit now. Press the pause button. Where about on that scale do you find yourself? Do you find yourself relatively calm and relaxed here in the now, or do you find yourself more activated and ready for action when you may not need to be, or that you find it so activated that it is like a numbness, rigidity that comes into that? So notice where you are at now, and then the assignment is because I'm curious to know for you how it shows up at different points in the day. So you can come up with your own rating system if you find a better way, or you can use this that I'm sharing with you here. I'd like you to rate at the different points in the day、uh, for the next、uh, four days, let's say. 
I want you to rate where your nervous system is at these six points in the day. So you can do it first thing when you wake up, second thing mid morning, then third thing lunchtime, fourth thing、uh, mid afternoon, fifth thing early evening, and then. Sixth is before you go to bed, and rate your nervous system at these six points of the day. To be honest, my audience, this is a really helpful way to bring your awareness. And you may find at certain points of the day your nervous system is particularly activated, or you may notice it's activated most of the time, or. You may actually find you are at a relatively calm and safe state, and that's absolutely wonderful for you. But if you are not, if you can see it, you don't have to be it. The very awareness of what's happening in your nervous system gives you a moment of choice. Remember, life is about making choices. It allows you to start not to do something that is no longer serving you, and change what's happening. So I urge you, my audience, to do this exercise in the next few days. Bring awareness and notice what you are noticing. Let me end the episode by saying this: When you find you are at a maladaptive stress response that perpetuates the cycle, ultimately the feeling you are after is a feeling of safety. Remember the three core emotional needs: boundary, safety, and love. You see, the thing with safety is that safety is a feeling. Safety is not a thought. Not an idea. You simply cannot think your way to safety. We have to calm the maladaptive stress response to come more fully back into our body in the moment of the now. And of course, I will teach you the how in the coming episodes. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, my audience. And until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to do the exercise. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O. dot com. 